coffee, you have coffee. I can't hear anything. Jesus. I can hear pretty good. You know that I like to. Okay, there we go. You're just getting rocked. I get a little reverb. (laughs) A little little more reverb. Yes. Uh, Holy shit. It's cold out. It's cold out. It's cold out. Uh, Do you guys get pissed off when people talk about the weather? That's a good question. Some people are really irritated by it. Well, wait. These are two people that grew up in colder climates than this. Wait, we're with Ryan Bundy and Timmy Arrowtop. Ryan Bundy is an architect. Timmy Arrowtop is a... You're back in school right now? Yeah, I'm I'm learning. What are you studying? Uh, Native American Studies in my last semester now. Uh, Last semester. Also a photographer. Do Do you have a photography spot online? Um, I have like a WordPress thing, but for the most part, I just post on my Instagram account because okay. I don't really take it that seriously, but I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Why not take it seriously? What's stopping you? The internet. Oh. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get pretty occupied looking at cats and <laughs> oh. making fun of Neutral Milk Hotel. And... <laughs> that was the best spot. That was the best. Uh, let me, um, let me read it. Okay, continue. You were making fun of Neutral Milk Hotel? Yeah. I heard him on the radio last night when I was at Five on Black eating my, my rice and, and tilapia and it just made me really angry. <laughs> I don't know why. But then as soon as I got in the car, Summer Babe by Pavement came on, exact same chords in the same key. Huh. And I really love that song. So you're listening to 89.9. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, might as well. Uh, pavement circa 94. The, the post was, sometimes I illegally download nil- Neutral Milk Hotel albums so I can put them in my computer's trash, then empty it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I mainly follow you on Facebook because of it's, it's, uh, it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, at least it's super hilarious. It is funny. And you have an amazing online relationship with Jason McMacken, of course, and those are always super ridiculous, amazing. I can't like, that's, that, those are the things that keep me in bed for a couple hours. I want to, my favorite thing that I saw in the indie the other day where was, uh, was that the, the star-studded uh, little comment yeah, section? I oh, the man have, on the street. Yeah. I may have fucked my. It's the first guys. time I've done that. I may have fucked my career locally. Wait, with my what comment. are we talking? No, about? you you had a, you had a, like for you considering yeah. your personality that was like an extremely diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, thing to say. yeah. I'll never play one of those three venues again. God damn it! What oh, are you guys damn. talking about? No, you. The, no, I know, I know. The no. street talk, man on the street. It was all. It was you and Jason. Uh, it was uh, t- well, who is it? Jason it was and uh, oh shit, Jamie. Uh, no. Was it? Uh, it was at because it was at Nachos Navidad. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of <laughs> Allie, you, really, Allie Gadbo. Um, Allie was there. Yes. Oh, for yeah. those of you who are uninformed, every year Taco John's, uh, local Northwest favorite, Midwest, and most of the United States. I think everywhere uh, has. Uh, Should be has they redo their nachos for the year at Christmas with colored chips. And refer to it as Nachos Navidad, and our good friend Jason McMacken decides every year to get everybody over there, and and we I think we got like 30, 30 sets of nachos, and uh, so then Kate Whittle did the street talk, and uh, uh, I am mid I am mid bite in my photo, which I'm glad she used that yeah. one. There's no reason to use that one, because <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> so uh, well, no, I all I said was something about the monopoly. And uh, that'll ruin my career. Warriors over. Oh, I didn't even remember you said something. I'm about a podcast. Oh, the monopoly. I'm a podcasting guy now, anyway, so I'm not worried about gigs. Yeah, I know what you're talking. You're multi-talented. About. You can you can ride the wave up. <laughs> I'm, uh, just, I'm 
just sitting here making making. Money. I think Jason's comment was way more bland and diplomatic than yours, and it was kind of funnier because of that. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly what he said. It was just the, the most. It was the, the most vanilla thing you could possibly ever say, <laughs> and the most like un-Jason thing. Was it because he was representing his nonprofit, uh, not just Nubby Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, that was what was happening. Yeah. Oh, I no, do, I do now. <laughs> No, uh, nobody from Log Jam is going to read that, and if they read that, they're not worried. Oh, what? Okay, sure. let's go back real quick uh, uh, to Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, please. Because I, they came here to the Wilma last year, right? Oh, two years ago? Two yeah. years ago. Uh, so recently. And within, within the last reason. two. I went with my friend April, and I'll be honest, I, pre- I would, like pretended to be excited because she was so excited, but honestly, I just had no fucking clue. I was like, I've heard of this band, and I know what type of friend of mine likes this band. So I could sort of triangulate what they were, uh, but it was hard. I'll be totally honest. And I don't even know if I heard the music, but the people on stage were just made me so mad. Mm-hmm. I was so nice. mad. Yeah. Can I ask you, what did what did the, the audience do? The, uh, there were songs. Well, and the, so those songs, from what I remember, yeah. there, there's so many fucking words. It was like church, words. I bet. I mean, it, it was like spiritual experience <laughs> oh, to a lot of people. And they were yelling, oh, yeah. and there's so many words. And you yes. can only imagine what the lyrics of a band called Neutral Milk Hotel are like. But goddamn people, it was like anthems. And I was like, I have never heard any of these I, fucking To be songs. perfectly honest, like I know people who like them. I've never even heard a single song of theirs in my entire life. I knew nothing about them. And I, don't, I think they're a band that you may, you maybe would recognize one or right. two songs, okay. but also maybe not. <laughs> do they so like? Do they do like nonsensical lyrics, or is it just dumb shit um, that they actually, talk about? Well, I think one of their albums that's like super notable is, one of the two. is a really uh, a quasi concept album about yeah. World War II. And uh, it's supposed to be, and and you know you can see like a, a a traditional like a, a straight line between that and like say the Decemberists, um, Helena uh, representing there I guess. Yeah. But um, okay. and a lot of that kind of like collegiate style, articulate right. sea shanty style right. folk music kind of thing. PCU. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. And, um, huh. okay. Actually, now describing it like that is making me more nostalgic for it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, uh, that, uh, there's a spot for that in huh. me. And uh, for somebody who really dislikes them like I do, I, I, I kind of know a lot about them. I mean, they're on a, they were on Merge Records, which is like one of my favorite record labels with like Super Chunk and like Archers of Loaf, really good stuff. I have a book, a thick book about that label. Skip that chapter. Oh, no. Hotel. Won't even look at the pictures. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just, I don't. You don't, but, just, uh, you don't just look at it over and over again and just... just uh, you have to know... You've you got to know your enemy. You yeah, have exactly. To, you yeah. have to know everything. You have to, you have to embrace your enemy. Because uh, then you can't talk shit if you don't know everything about them. The, I mean, <laughs> inarticulate rage is one thing, but being able to... Oh, yeah. Shim Pinpoint. Your, your you want to make... It. You want to make a fan cry. Yeah. The lead singer... This will make you happy, then, if you're like me. The lead singer threw a hissy fit on stage. Yes. During Expected. the Missoula show. And because he couldn't hear himself and he kept going like this uh-huh. and he just put his hands up in the middle of the song and turned his back to his and like everyone else in the band is still playing and he was like I'm done yeah. oh, wow. so that guy is yeah. essentially Neutral Milk Hotel and what happened is they got super popular in the 90s all of these like college kids back then and, and, and kids now who are like re, uh, visiting them or finding them out 
just love this dude because of what he, he writes or whatever. I mean, he's a good songwriter, don't get me wrong. But uh, he, like, stopped performing and pulled this whole, like, J.D. Salinger mystery thing. Some and Kate like, Bush stopped. shit. Yeah, and, and, like, because of that, his <laughs> whole, like, mystique started growing oh, and all yeah. these little plaid shirts wearing freaks started getting into it. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that's not fair, man. I, I stopped playing, too, like, recently, just because I was really fucking lazy and didn't book any shows. Yeah. I got a mystique. Yeah, what why didn't hell? you put, like, make press out of that? That should have been a press yeah. release. Hey, guys, just by the way, I'm not playing any shows recently. This is Ryan Bundy talking uh, again. Uh, you guys are both musicians. Ryan, what is your uh, project called? Uh, Crowshare, Crowshare, which is these days me. Uh, yep. In the past, it's Ben. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what it's happens. It's Ben, Travis, and John uh, occasionally playing the one-off show where it's something fun and we'll get together and do like a trio thing. But uh, these days, it's mostly me. Yeah. And yeah. what is the... Uh, where can people hear it, first of all? Oh, um, um, the album is on Bandcamp. Cool. Um, and then there's like a regular website <clears throat> that basically goes to the Bandcamp, so... And yeah, it's like yeah. very. My recollection is like very atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, psych folk. Atmospheric sure. psych folk. Yes. Right. Sure. But it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would. The, yeah. People describe it different ways, but the word folk always worms its way into the description. Of course, it does. In some way. Do you like that? Do you not like that? No, I do. I don't mind it at okay. all. I mean, I fucking play a banjo and <laughs> slide guitar, so you're you're not going to escape the word folk. No, it's fine. I I draw on like really really old music and stuff, but with noisy things, I cool. guess. So yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Some of it's, it's weird fun. in a good way. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, weird noises. Yeah. You're like that doesn't yeah. sound like. Yeah. A guitar. Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing uh, about you're, you're hearing the voice of Jamie Rogers, music reviewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my no, my favorite thing about like recording it was like putting sounds in there that like you don't know what it it is or coming from like yeah. i used like a slowed down sound of a chopper on one of my songs like and it was like this crazy like whooshy weird thing nice like that kind of <clears> shit <throat> like so that question i just asked actually parlayed into a really interesting bit of information from ryan about his recording process nice work so i just want <laughs> we to love back process. to you making fun of me no i wasn't making fun uh of me. <laughs> and timmy you're also a musician uh, yeah well, I play music. <laughs> Actually, I thought about it, and I was like, holy shit, I've been playing for 20 years now. No wow. shit. Yeah, since I was 12 years I old. I know you as uh, a, guy, a punk guy, generally. Generally, I don't know. I've, been, I've played with so many other bands like over the years, but that, that's kind of like my bread and butter, because it's... Uh, not challenging. <laughs> I, I, I actually know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing now? Uh, musically? Yeah. Um, not much. I mean, Bird's Mile Home, my main band, is still going. Uh, that's with Keith Moore. Who's that is also... one, top three favorite Missoula bands so of all time for yeah. me. Rad, I love it. You guys are awesome. I um, it's funny when people say that. I don't really know how to take that because I just feel like we're just still like three dumb schmoes that decided to f- screw around one day. We're coming in, like on our tenth year, I think. It's yeah, no, it's really awesome. awesome. And um, we hardly. I mean. We don't do a lot because we're all so busy. Keith's a homeowner, and that keeps him really busy. He does a lot of work with his his job. Um, And me and Jesse, the drummer, are family guys, too. So it's kind of like our priority now. But 
<clears throat> we're working on new stuff and we'll see what happens. And I have another punk band too that 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 tours around and does a bunch of stuff and releases records. Buddy but, Jackson. Yeah, Buddy Jackson. Are you guys doing stuff right now? Right now we're not. Um, school's too busy for me, and I'm just swamped with that, and I can't really focus on anything except that. I mean, I hardly see my family as it is because I'm just constantly researching and reading and. Facebook. Pain in the ass. Oh no! Yeah, Facebook. Facebook. I forgot about that. I do make time for that. I use the word research when I'm on Facebook all the time with Bridget. Research? Yeah. No, it's his research, and and usually is, but it's also like, uh, sorry, I just went and read uh, somebody's whole page. Yeah. Because I I think they're funny. That's Wikipedia for me, though. Wikipedia. Like, if I can't sleep, I literally will like read something on the news and then be like, all right, this is about Russian hacking. What the fuck does that word mean? Referencing hacking, and then Wikipedia, and then I'm and then I'm gone. Three hours later, I'm still not asleep. Actually, I'm further from falling asleep. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. interested, but I'm so interested. Uh, like celebrity hackers. Uh, I went down that rabbit hole the other day, just learning about famous hackers. We talked about that on a, a po- an unreleased episode of Jimmy and Travis present about the Sony hacks. Oh, the Sony. We had hacks. to discuss oh. that word. The uh, what they refer to that oh. as, I know. <laughs> what do you, what is it? Fat flap. the fappening. Oh yeah 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 the yeah. Fappening, yeah. That which, was huge, man. Which yeah, which amazing <laughs> and shitty, but yeah. also like well, that yeah. What did you what did you think was eventually going to happen? Oh, the internet is such a bad idea. <laughs> which is what we're discovering right <laughs> now. It's an amazing idea so that of course is going to be used for the most negative things. You think of anything beneficial to mankind that could be used for such amazing good concepts and the potential for it being so outlandishly positive and it just turns into shit. Yeah, just naked pictures of J-Law. It yeah. seems, Instagram all, might be the most positive thing on Facebook. I, on I see internet. a lot of garbage on Instagram. Do you? Of course. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I really try to curate it so that I find just like people I want to follow like photographers and stuff and like people who are like really good at what they do but you still just see like the most base meme shitlord stuff that's just not oh really still 90% uh, selfies yeah you really have to dig deep to find like gold so I I'm like really constantly upset with myself that I didn't like just go deep into the like computer science thing when I was in school I, I like I wish like I wish I knew like how to hack shit and like when they were talking about hacking stuff i'm like wish i knew how they did that and why they did that and how what little hole they went through god damn it yeah i'm with you man (sighs) but you know like hank donovan uh just decided he was gonna learn all that shit oh yeah and now hank knows how to get on the deep net he won't tell me oh man but he knows uh i was i played a gig the other night to an empty room and a guy came in with his girlfriend. They're traveling around the country. He has a laptop job, which is my dream to have the job that you can like, you can live wherever you want, you can do whatever you want, and you just do it all from this box. But uh, he was explaining to me. He, I think he meant well, but the way the conversation led was, uh, uh, you know, you could learn how to be a, a programmer or a or a web designer stuff. It's easy. You just get on YouTube. You can learn how to do it. Come on, you could do it. He was trying to talk me into it to the point where I was like, what? Why are you so hard on this? And it turned out he used to be a musician, got tired of playing in empty rooms, and then was explaining to me how he got out of playing in music. I was like, well, I'm going I'm to keep playing these empty rooms. Was he a scout? <laughs> Is this like a new thing now? <laughs> a scout. Get on there. Learn how, to, learn, how to, learn how to program. You can do this. You can do this. No, I'm like, I, I, it's okay. I, I would like to know how to do that, but that's not what I use YouTube for. Like, I could, could you, I mean, 
could you sit down and watch YouTube videos about coding? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could sit there and do that, but uh, maybe. You never know. Career change is always on the horizon. Ryan, for architects, is it like pretty essential to have some chops now? With tech uh, stuff? Like coding stuff? Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's super program specific. Like, yeah, you use CAD, AutoCAD. Yeah, we use, I mean, a next, like a, a, a next generation version of CAD. So it's like models of building in 3D and it has all the CAD information and everything. And like within that program, you can get super deep, but it's not, you're not coding. You're yeah. not, you're not like, I feel like the, the yeah, it's just program specific it's kind of similar to like knowing photoshop really well or yeah something like that which that and that's the weird thing right and maybe it's what you're talking about is like i i use i interface with technology so often i'm looking at a screen so fucking often sometimes i don't even know i'm looking at a screen and i'm looking at a screen like i'll be taking a piss and i'm all of a sudden i'm checking facebook and i even consciously take my phone out of pocket i'm taking a piss <laughs> and i can't even i'm so fucking scattered and addicted to it that while I'm peeing, I can't even just pee. And peeing is enjoyable. Have you ever done the move where you just put the phone in your mouth so you can still use both hands and then you can read it really close? Oh my god, no. Have you ever done that? No, no. I've never done that either. It's probably not even possible, I but I, I just thought possible. it was a really good idea. I have dropped my phone in the toilet while I was peeing. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's bound to happen. Like, that's going to happen. But what I was going to say is just so, it sucks that I, I use this shit so much, I have no fucking clue how it works because i know that i'm just looking at this like gloss there's like all these like fucking nuts and bolts behind that screen behind that like web page you know like when it says like server <laughs> error or whatever there that means something i have no fucking idea what it means i see that those i see those words four times every fucking day turn no it, clue what it's talking about turn it turn it off turn it back on again unplug it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then it's complain magic. about it. Complain about it. I don't but know. But isn't that... I don't know. Is there something but that... Like, I feel like I am interested in, like, growing my own food. I'm trying to get better at building things. I'm interested in that, like, ethos. And I'm so far behind on all this tech shit. And I do feel kind of guilty. But then I'm also like, fuck it. It's not lasting. Apocalypse is coming. I was going to say, wow, when yeah. the world ends, you'll at least know how to, like, survive. Yeah, I would rather... I won't. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Just Tap upset. on the table. God, I wish I could talk about how horrible it is right now, but unfortunately, there's no more internet. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. You just have to like have a really long sign, and instead of posting it on Facebook, you like think about something you want to post, and you write it on the sign, and then you like hoist it in the air. Oh, that's you hold it there is there for a, a correlation? While. See that the, the engineer guy with the bell? <laughs> that's what he was. That's the that's how Facebook started. <laughs> is the guy on the corner? We used to have those in Missoula. We used to have guys on the corner yelling. Well, that was the original Facebook post. That's oh, pretty sweet. Man. The preacher, Facebook. If he would have, if the preacher would have yeah. had Facebook, the leprechaun would have had Facebook. But amazing. They wouldn't be on the street though. Be no, they wouldn't be on the street. No, no, no. I approve. Well, and you neither would I. Okay, God, now I'm really. Yeah. The other thing that sucks is, uh, uh, you know, I use Google Chrome, so like the way I experience the internet, this like information superhighway, is really Google's version. Right. Of it. Yeah. That they are like curating for me. And Facebook's the same fucking way. Yeah. No, you absolutely. know, like all election, I was like, who's, no one's voting for Trump. Who are these people? Oh, because I get my news off Facebook and none of my friends are voting Did for Trump. Did you hear, I mean, this is like, you, you heard about the thing with Facebook and the social engineering debacle, right? That how they like and caused related this, this to problem voting, that we Related have. to voting? Mm -hmm. And like how they could manipulate, like, like they could, you know, 
increase a certain demographic by like 300,000 votes if they like give them little nuggets of like like oh. their friends voted and all that crazy shit. Absolutely. Serious? This shit's crazy. It's kind of horrifying, the implications of that, too. I know. It That's really feels like you're not in control of a lot of stuff because we're just like constantly staring at these fucking screens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're That's peeing a, on yourself. That is an interesting, <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting segue to a world that Jamie is really excited about. Oh, yeah. A topic that is really exciting. <laughs> a future where there is no money. A future where there is uh, peace and harmony, uh, except for the Klingons and uh, whoever else. We're going to get into it. The Borg. Uh, Facebook led me to both Bundy and Aerotop talking about their interest in Star Trek because, uh, and both of you have a surface level, awesome, uh, what did you call it? A dad-like interest, <laughs> dad-splaining interest yes. yeah. in, in, uh, Star Trek. Uh, I grew up, I grew up with TNG watching it every time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Next whoa. Generation. Okay. Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. TNG. I know. Uh, the Next Generation. That's the one with uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Okay. Oh, see? Professor X. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yeah. it's... Uh, King Lear. It took me a second. It was yeah. on... I forget if Macbeth. it was on Friday or Saturday nights. Uh, it was, I think it was on Saturday. There was... Uh, my old man was a gigging musician. And so my mom and I watched TV on Saturday nights most of the time. And I... I can turn on an episode of The Next Generation and know exactly what it's going to be, know exactly how it's going to end, but I don't really remember it. Like, I, it's not like I paid attention to it, but it's so ingrained. But I'm not, I'm not a Trekkie, per se. I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I know about it. And so I feel like there's three of us at this table combined. We could come up with something that like is... Like, convince me why I should watch this show. Oh well, that's that's easy. You should watch it. Yeah. That should be enough oh. convincing, right All there. Right. You find a way to make this conversation interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because you like TV. I do. Oh, well, this time of year, I really like. Oh, TV. you could get through all forty seasons or whatever. Of, yeah, of they, next there's generation. a new one coming out too. <laughs> really? What is the? I can't remember the good. Discovery. I want to say. Uh-huh. Or is What's... that is that name of a space shuttle? It is also. Is. It is <laughs> no, also. Um, actually, no. It, it, so was the Enterprise. <laughs> it's um. It it takes place ten years before the original series with Kirk and Spock. Um, oh, so that wow. seems kind of interesting. Whereas Wait, Enterprise, did... the series was like a prequel type of show when right. they were just discovering like interstellar travel. They didn't have like transporters. It was very like kind of like utilitarian submarine style. Yeah. And then the rest of them are all like streamlined spaceship discovery. You know. And I guess this new one is just like right before the events of the original series so I guess I can play around with that and it's a TV show that's interesting yeah it's a new TV show I was kind of wondering what station it's going to be on or if it's going to be syndicated like the like TNG was or (sighs) that makes a big difference I feel like what station is it going to be on I know right that's true if it's going to be like on UPN or something I wish they'd just make it look exactly (laughs) like the next generation like same film same like quality Cause like, oh man, same. It looks I, really dated now. I feel like all totally. the I know, but I it's, I feel like all the best shows. Or I, say, I say all, but my favorite ones were is definitely um, Deep Space Nine and the Next Generation, and they look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, it's weird. Like like Voyager looked weird 
And I was like, yeah, it's okay. The look on Jamie's face is amazing right now. Well, okay, well, so next like aesthetic, which is, yeah. like, uh, like, 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 even like set design and like, like quality of film. I think they're both made close together, so they kind of like were yeah. consistent. And they they took place at the same era of time, like within the show, right? Whereas the other ones didn't. So right. I remember when I think of Patrick Stewart, uh, and of the aesthetic of those shows, I think of like really muted light like it's not like the space where there's fucking bright light everywhere and everything's super sterile and clean it's like pretty dark actually it seems like all i can see are their faces and then they have like the dark collar and then some fucking ugly color uniform the uniforms are rough they're uniforms. atrocious man and yeah. they're so and like and, and they're, they're one on to it they're too. one pieces right oh yeah yeah they're oh, so yeah. bummed they're, they're so jumpers man <laughs> oh it's great so little jumpers yes uh, I'm into that. And post fashion, man. Post fashion. <laughs> yeah, and like a little like fuzzed out light, maybe sometimes. Yeah, it's very low soft. contrast. But it's all very soft and low contrast. Darkish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well I, it's I interesting because you remember Patrick Stewart for Next Generation, and each series is based on like the captains. What you remember? Because I never watched Enterprise, but it's Scott Bakula, right? Yeah. Is he's the hard for me. The, the Quantum Leaper himself. Makes you hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the he, no, he's hard. For oh, me. sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's quality. Uh, it's the other way. Um, there was a black captain for Deep Space Nine, uh, but was he really a captain, or was he the captain of this of the uh, yeah, uh, of the space I think station? He was like he the, him, the, the overseer. Yeah, I, I can't remember if you. Quark was the uh, the cantina, yeah, which is because I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy. But it was the, the so the space station had a bar, and Quark was the uh, the bar owner. In the space station, those are the two characters I could. The Ferengi, right? Yes. I've never watched yeah. Deep Space Nine. Oh, I've yeah. had a few episodes here oh. and there, but uh, uh, same. It was just it was on TV. It was there. I was yeah. watching it. Really um, good. What was the what was this, uh, what was the Pretender that show? Do you remember that show? Right at that same time, the character kept getting transported into different types of things that he had to do. It was a total rip of Quantum Leap. Yeah, vaguely, I don't remember. Same this. idea, but they were all in that like Friday Saturday night programming. Uh, when Saturday Saturday doesn't have programming anymore, but it used to have a serious like oh, prime yeah. time programming. Oh, it yeah. doesn't exist now because Saturday. Yep. No. Uh, what was the? Uh, uh, sorry, Voyager had the f- the female captain. Mm-hmm. She may have been the first female captain. What's the most recent one of these shows? Of of an act- of the series. Enterprise. No. Is it? The, was the one that just came out? Well, unless you include the movies, which I totally do. Is that universe the same? Completely, yeah. like they're no, it's oh, parallel, no, 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 right? No. The J.J. Abrams ones are, are like a parallel thing, so they turned them into Star Wars movies. And oh, because it's the son yes. of yeah. uh, kind of no, it's just like they started Kirk differently. His path yeah. is different, so then all of a sudden the whole story is different, but the characters are relatively the all same. All right, let's go to back to the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. Gene Roddenberry. Because this show was, was born a Once poor a black child. Yeah. Well, but all the all the Star Wars we're talking or Star Trek we're talking about to me comes from like what late eighties, early nineties on. Nineties, yeah. But yeah. isn't there like thirty years of yep. this fucking show totally. before that? Because then there's fifty there's now. The original series. Holy shit! The original shit. series was the first thing. The then f- that started in God, I don't know. Sixty six. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's fifty years. Wow, that is insane. Fifty fucking years. Yeah, um, Shatner's like eighty-five years old, man. The other guys are all dead. Is was Shatner in the original series? Yes. And he is he eighty-five now? That is insane. Pretty good, man. He's not actually eighty-five. I'm I'm sure he's he's in his eighties. Siri, how old is William Shatner? See, 
We're sponsored that's by That's Star Apple. Trek technology William right now. Shatner is 85. Oh! Oh, that's weird. That was not Timmy's <laughs> How did I know that? <laughs> that? That 85-year-old loves the bone, I'll tell you that. That's He never stops. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is... Every time you talk to that phone, I mean, I just think it's amazing. <laughs> Having said that, the original series I, I can't get into. I grew up watching it with my dad. That was like Saturday morning fair for us. He'd like make yeah. grilled cheese sandwiches and I'd watch the OG series. And uh, it's just not that good. No. It's like very middling. <laughs> it, you made the point, Travis, that they never end. They just kind of like fizzle out the episodes. Well, that's like a 60s, 70s thing. Act yeah, 3 problems yeah. are always the thing. Like you watch any 60s, 70s movies, there's Act 3 just turns into, uh, what, what do we do to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And like, I think the turning point is like Jaws. So I bet if you took, if you took the Jaws timeline and compared it to a Star Trek timeline, I bet the episodes start ending at that point. Like that's then, that's point. when the episodes start to have an actual arc. Because no, they don't have an arc. And like, well, the, the newer series don't either, and that's one of the uh, things that I feel like we've gotten really spoiled with now as like TV viewers. If you watch like series, you expect series of TV shows to have like arcs yeah. that carry on through either a season or throughout the whole show. Right. And Next Generation, like I've noticed, is hilarious because it doesn't do that at all. No. It's all just like standalone episodes where it feels like. I don't know. Somebody is just pulling characters off of the wall and saying, "You're going to do this today now." Like a sick. Well, yeah, exactly. See, but yeah. see, my, the, I I kind of disagree because I I feel like what I part of what I love about the next generation is that it it sort of started to bridge the gap between completely sitcom based shows that are completely independent episodes and then like a show with an entire arc for a season. And I feel like they. The, each episode could stand alone in a vacuum, but they had some really strong storylines that did carry through. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, I kind of liked the fact that they... I didn't even realize it back in the day, but, like, now I look back on it and I was like, oh, they just were, like, experimenting with through lines that are stronger than, like, a sitcom. Yeah. I kind of like that. A good example is uh, the Borg series totally. from, like, the th- second and third season, I believe. And that one was, like, solid. And it also got some really good TV out of it with uh, yeah. the Patrick Stewart episode where he goes back to his hometown in France. Right. Yes. Totally yeah. has nothing to do with space. Right. It's just like a total character study of him and his brother and stuff and it was like right. rad. He, he right. was doing some heavy acting in that too which I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> Crying and emoting. <laughs> so there's a huge gap. There's It's 66 to 69 for the original series and then 87 is Next Generation. Oh, so there's no 70s years. Oh, I didn't Star realize. Trek. That was what in my head I was like, I can't think years. of the 70s as there. There's just a million episodes. There was an animated yeah. TV show in the 70s okay. that had the original characters. Yeah. Okay. But nobody talks about that, I don't think. Yeah, no. But so it counts. Because it's, it's 73 to 74, yeah. and it's it was bad. so bad, which of course it was. 73 yeah. to 74. It's like yeah. Hanna Barbera style. <laughs> it's like yeah. it is a little, bongo sounds. and <laughs> Oh, little, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wish one of those was just playing in the background right now. Uh, I think the, the, like, the season arc, the series arc versus the episode arc, I gotta say, I'm starting to feel a little. The, the series, because now it is a series arc. Like, you look at, like, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, that show, I imagine, had its plot points from the get-go, you know? And they were like, we gotta get here. Um, oh, yeah. And the only thing I don't like, and that show maybe is a bad example of it, but I know, like, like we've been watching Game of Thrones, re-watching Game of Thrones, because Carly's doing this project, and we're in, like, season four or five right now, and I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, this season's totally boring, because it's like the setup season. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's 
walking to where they're going to be in the next season when all this crazy shit happens that you know is going to happen, you've been waiting for, but they, like, need to get there, and it's just, like, boring. Well, in my opinion, like, it makes re-watching shows way less appealing. Because it's, like... You can't sit down and watch. Like, the only time that that's appealing is if you're going to watch an entire season. Right. Yeah, it's like... Otherwise, it's like, wow. And it's like, this is this is television actually, be like, replacing books for me. You know, where it used to be, like, the sitcom was appealing because it was, like, this little break, and you were going to get this... It's basically a fucking anecdote, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be, like, yeah. charming or whatever, make you feel yeah. whatever. And it's going to be over in 43 minutes. Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Perfect. But now, like, we don't read books, yeah. so we watch... 10 hours of Game of Thrones in two days. Well, and the problem, the other problem that Which I, I is have possible. with it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, every series, it's basically, they're basically writing like a 15 hour movie. Yeah. And then they break it up. Yep. Isn't that basically I the think model? that has Literally to be what is yeah. happening. Because yeah. it's too much money to invest in like, uh, you know, what happened to Lost. Right. Where, <laughs> where like, by season five, clearly the writers were like, oh, fuck. Shit. All right. Yeah. Actually, let's go back to the original idea. They're all dead and in heaven. Yeah. Oh. We'll just stick with that. Like it was so clunky and fucked up by so the end of that. It seems like any show that does that really well, that has standalone episodes that you can watch, yet has this series-wide arc that makes it really strong television, is what's key. Star Trek obviously doesn't do that for various reasons. Probably because it was in the '80s and people weren't doing that. I'm trying to think of like TV shows that did do that. Friends? I think the Sopranos, Friends, that um, did standalone episodes you can watch that are just like completely like they're that, like little short stories that aren't they sitcoms. Do, yeah, they do that mean? Right like that aren't like actual sitcoms. Yeah, like Seinfeld's the right. ultimate example, and that's why it's still <clears throat> syndicated. Yeah, you can watch any episode of Seinfeld. And yeah, not, totally. Not have a thing. You can. Sitcoms don't count. Well, see, no, I no, actually, no, I see. Yeah. So yeah, so aside from that, I, you know, like I think of shows like like X Files. Yeah. X Files might be might maybe X Files did this better than any show That's in my yeah. opinion. Like you could pay attention to the the you know the the guy smoking the cigarette or whatever and all that shit, uh, but you also didn't need to know about it. Right. For each episode, because each episode, uh, actually, Law and Order is like that or two because Law and Order like there are storylines with the characters, mm-hmm. but fuck, they don't matter. You know, if anything, right. it's for the diehard fans. Yeah. And everything else is set up, uh, show me who died, and this mysterious nature of their death. And the, and, and the gong gong noise. Yep, and then yeah. let's do opening credits, and then let's figure it out. Oh, please tell me this is what I think it is. No. Oh. <laughs> Both. It's not what you think it is. No, I, <laughs> I was hoping it was, it was the Law and Order music. <laughs> <laughs> no, no just, we're going to have all the theme songs playing randomly. Awesome. Uh, Only 15 seconds of them. Yeah, maybe. Oh fuck. I think it's like open. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, we I, don't I make any so. money either. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're not making money. No, <laughs> literally, not just like it's for no, educational use too. Yeah. It's fine. This is the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I grew up with the movies though, man. Um, oh, those talk about are the exceedingly like amazing. The more I watch them over the years, of course, Wrath of Khan. Everybody upholds that because. You can be the most non-Star Trek person and watch that movie and kind of enjoy it because it's a fucking submarine movie. Yeah. Also, yeah, I love that yes. movie. I it's even, so great. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and the costumes are. The suits look rad. Oh, they're like they're like uh, 
they started like changing the, the 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 outfits they wear to more of like a utilitarian value. He starts looking more like an admiral or something, yeah. and yeah. I kind of dig that. Man. Oh, and also though when they show, they show up on that planet where he is with his like cult or whatever. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying all their fashion choices. Oh no, I think they're amazing. <laughs> well, and that's interesting because have you have you guys seen the new Star Trek movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh so, no, I haven't. So one thing I love about that movie is that they find they find the old. Uh, ship thing or whatever and then they put on the old clothing oh yeah and the old clothing is so much cooler than the yeah. stuff that they were wearing and it's like because it's like from like hundreds and hundreds of years in the past oh that's cool so they're like referencing I don't know it's like so literally something there some producers had the conversation we're having right now yeah I've, maybe I don't know <laughs> I like well that's that. the thing is like just the nerddom of it has become so like stacked upon each other that you can do these interesting things with it like that because everybody's like hyper aware but it, which means you just have to cater more to like non-fans to yeah. get like more out of it I think because you're still gonna have all those diehards that are just so into the minuteness of it and I refuse to do that I, I like I will watch the show but I do not want to learn Klingon I will <laughs> attend a Star Trek wedding if I'm ever invited of course. I think that would be awesome yeah uh, but the first the first Star Trek movie I watched on VHS I was sick I think I was like nine uh, my mom rented me like three she rented me uh, the original Omen uh, what was the other one that was amazing when you were sick yeah like oh, I was man, sick I at home I had to carry over pretty well <laughs> yeah I didn't finish the Omen that was the funny part about that like it was too much for me when I was <laughs> probably nine like uh, this is and then going back and watching that now is it's pretty like oh this is this isn't, this isn't good for the time. This isn't good for now. Oh, the Omen, the old horror movie. Yeah. I thought there was a Star Trek Omen. No, there is. Omen. So the oh, novel, there is. No, there isn't. But oh. yes, the Omen was one of the movies. <laughs> uh, the other one was actually something great. But uh, the other one was uh, Star Trek Voyage Home. So the first Star Trek movie that I watched uh, as, uh, as, I don't know, that I actually sat and watched was Voyage Home, which is, I, I, I think, now that I've seen them all, uh, is the worst uh, but also the best. Yeah, it has. It, I mean, I, I've watched it For again and again. Reasons. Yeah, because <laughs> it's watchable. It's watchable. Uh, the it's the, the best because it's watchable. Well, <laughs> well, so it's it's well. It's let's say it's yeah. well made, but the script it's terrible. It's not a good movie, but so it's like bad. You remember the damn thing, you know. Okay. I mean, so for it's the, the un- whale one, you know. Oh, oh that's right. the whale one. Yeah. <laughs> See where they put the whales in the ship? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why do they? They're do in like the, 1980s San Francisco. Yeah, they have, to, they have to go get some humpback whales to bring back to the future and uh, to save whales for some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's and so I didn't watch. I probably didn't. I didn't watch another Star Trek film for ten years because I thought this is what it is. This is what the deal is. Uh, and people would say like Star Trek. You don't watch Star Trek? I'd be like the, the blue whale thing. What are you talking about? I don't want to watch that shit. But uh, the other movies are better. But that one's worth watching because of there's there's a couple things. There's a lot of exposition in it that is like explaining the future because they have to explain the future to these people in the eighties. Yeah. So there's explanation of like oh there's there's new fabrication methods. There's these fake materials that we can make now, and I'm going to show you how to make it. Uh, and like, because they need to make uh, they need to make an aquarium for the whales on the ship. Oh yeah, they can hold. They can hold it. Pressure, and, so, yeah. But they also need to make it clear for no reason, because the whales can see. Yeah. yeah. So there's this uh, like no aluminum infused <laughs> glass that they can make, and so he teaches this engineer in the '80s how to make this thing. And, uh, and that guy got really Which, rich. Therefore, yeah. 
<laughs> makes it the material of the future. So it's just like there's a fucking time paradox there and stuff, which is never explained. Oh, they don't. It's not a time travel movie. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Well, like, how do they go back in time? They go around the sun? Yeah, exactly. They slingshot or yeah, something. It, it's like Superman when he, like, spins the, <laughs> yes. the Earth around. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't make any sense. They do the that. I know, it doesn't. <laughs> I was actually, like, I was just thinking about that because I think, like, last week I watched an episode where they traveled back in time or something like that. And I was like, yeah, it, it doesn't. They didn't, like, that was one thing about Star Trek that they didn't do well. Because usually all the science in Star Trek, they actually spent a lot of time trying to come up with plausible physics yeah. things to make the stuff realistic. But that one, I was just like, you just went get going really fucking fast and then went around a planet or sun. Backwards, like, though. That's, that's how well, you get that. Well, that's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> that's Superman. He didn't even spin Oh, you the put Earth. the warp engine in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, you go in reverse. <laughs> Superman just flew around the Earth as fast as he could yeah. the other direction. He well, didn't, which doesn't... How did that change anything? Well, he's able to no, no, he just, he, just literally, he just literally traveled faster than light. Therefore, anything that tra- any, in theory, anything that travels faster than light goes back in time. That's why the oh, Star so Trek awesome. thing doesn't... It doesn't no, they didn't it's not focus fleshed on that. out. Like, they focused on more things like, it's the first time you find out there's no money. Mm-hmm. In, uh, there's no money in, in this future world. Because they're in a pizza joint. She's feeding Captain Kirk some pizza. They go to pay. And he says, well, there's, we don't have any money in the future. What do you... They just get stuff. It's a it's a co op apparently. We should go to the pie hole and do that later on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're from the future. We have money. Yeah, I think we should go over. You guys, well, yeah, we'll we'll take you there. Uh, I I so the 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 technology being like uh, at least somewhat uh, explainable. Mm That is really important to people, isn't it? Because mm, I it is really important to I people. Had a, oh, I had a, oh, you are. That's right. the difference between like if someone's into Star Trek and someone who's into like other forms of sci-fi. Like I don't know, like like hard sci-fi where they just need an explanation for all of the yeah. like, fantastical stuff. Uh, uh, which I could care less. Yeah, right. I like going back in time. And yeah, so do I. Saving whales. Uh, but <laughs> but what so I was the, the so stupid. The only time I ever really like came. It, in contact with someone like that was when I was I was trying to get my medical marijuana card when that was still a thing or like before it people too many people like me got their medical marijuana cards and then no one could get them um, uh, but I was trying to write a story about it and I was like doing research and I went to a chiropractor because you need you need a doctor's note and I have I have legitimate problems with my elbow but they don't like keep me from doing anything, and it used to be that sometimes I would play drums, uh, and it would hurt. But that was this was like before I I even started making any money. Like it was so not a part of my life that mattered. And I went to this chiropractor and I explained very openly what happened. And this isn't my income, but it's something that means a lot to me. And I was like, "What do you think about uh, like medical marijuana? It's a painkiller." And he was like. Oh no, I think that's I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's a, a crock of shit. And then he's like, "But let me tell you about this cold fusion laser therapy. What? That is it like it like resets the mitochondria at the cellular level what? in the scar tissue." And he's like, "It's based on a uh, technology from Star Trek." Oh. And I was like, "Okay, you just told me medical marijuana is horseshit, but you just referenced a fucking TV show." 
in explaining why I should get this other therapy. Oh, that by the way is like five hundred dollars an hour or something. Oh, some oh, shit. Oh, so that that's a good. You should have said there's no money in Star Trek. Oh <laughs> shit. There, that's a good point. Oh, because that would have been the move. <laughs> so what Star Trek did, uh, what Star Trek did way so more mean. than Star Wars or anything else did is it's all the technology. So Star Trek introduces VR. Like the the holodeck is the original VR, which virtual was, reality. Which that was, was in the original <laughs> series, right? I think so. I can't remember. Because it's totally I, in TNG. They use it every. Yeah, they episode. use it. But that's it, like where. a Someone is walkie talk. It's like FaceTime with the whole body, basically. Sure. Wait. Right. No. 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 The, no, holo- it's like, the holodeck it? is a room you go into, yeah. and all of a sudden you're you can be anywhere you want, doing anything. Oh, you want. really? You can be in a 1930s jazz club playing the trombone with Riker, <laughs> so, so which that is happens. something that happens yes. apparently. Yes, totally Often. Yes. Is that for training purposes? It's for like it's because recreation. Yeah, I think it's because they're stuck on a ship. It's oh, submarine it's for recreation. So you can go in yeah. there and they visit. like cosplay. Yeah, like, oh, like totally. Ca- Captain awesome. uh, Picard goes and he does does the detective thing like all the time. He also does like equestrian stuff. He's like big yes. on horses. He takes yeah. his kid fishing hilarious. in an episode. Yeah. He's just to, like, yeah, it's like whenever they want to recreate, they just go back to like 1940s. Yeah, like it's always like roughly that era. Do they ever get stuck in the holodeck? Do they ever get like? Yeah, there's many. Oh yeah, no, that, there is an episode holodeck. where that happens. So it's, the, it's a Sherlock Holmes episode actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's a good episode. It's a really good episode with Data who is portraying Sherlock Holmes and um, uh, what's his name Moriarty is that his name yeah, yeah. He learns how to like he's a computer program but he learns how to like he's so smart that he like uh, circumvents everything with the computer system and finds a way to like get out onto the Enterprise ship but he can't live outside of the Enterprise ship so he's just kind of you know it's a catch 22 anyways it's just a really interesting episode because oh. it's the whole like da- it, how does data feel emotion and shit which well, is just ongoing that's the discussion about AI that's this is the first series that actually dives into the the dilemmas because data is a robot he's a Westworld uh, host that has no emotion <laughs> basically <laughs> so he he has he spends his arc of the entire series is just trying to figure out how to have emotion and into the ensuing movies that happened yeah. where he does get like a magic chip that makes him feel emotions and it's always overblown and it's it's some really serious shitty. acting yeah. Yeah. some serious which is acting. hilarious because Brent Spine is an amazing actor I mean for him to act like a wooden robot for that many years I feel like really takes skill in a way that's probably oh, yeah, yeah that's no, the that, skill I mean it's not but it's not yeah. when he has to laugh fake yeah You're like oh but he also weird. gets a chance to uh, portray other characters where he p- plays Data's brother uh-huh. Uh huh. I forget his name. Lobot. No, no. Yeah. What is this? Er five oh nine. Yeah. And then there's um. He also portrays his maker, like this really guy in shitty old makeup. Oh, because they all look the same. Yeah. yeah. So he gets to act. He gets he to made stretch him out his likeness. Yeah, he made him his likeness. Oh. Or him and his bro- and his evil brother. Oh, yeah. he did has an evil. That's brother? a good point. His the, his yeah. brother like has the emotion chip and he doesn't yeah. have it. And so like, he's like a bad guy basically yeah. he's like the, the evil so in the original series if if there was like a doppelganger that was bad which is actually a, an episode that happened they just whip a goatee on him <laughs> so there's an episode with Spock with a goatee where he's a bad guy awesome. and I think they get in a fight actually with each other that's awesome so that's why I have does, this shit on my chin right does now. Data have uh, <laughs> evil aerotop does Data have super strength is he like yeah, yeah. cyborg strength oh yeah. yeah but he's not militant no he's a-emotional yeah, he follows the laws of the Asimov. But he's not the emotional, ones. right? Yeah, he is. No, he totally yeah, is. He is. Yeah. So th- this is the it's interesting uber thing about emphasized, man. Picard, oh, really? The trope, the trope about the um, uh, 
the where Picard is like the, the detective thing and um, is like there the reason why he's doing that the Sherlock Holmes thing is because he thought that it was the best way to like s- like teach data about emotions from his like from Sherlock Holmes perspective in history I thought I've always thought that was a fascinating like that strategy. Is, that is super. Also, like it's a literary like a literary approach too. I'm doing it because like Picard's like a heavy reader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Picard's like a heavy reader, so he always tries to approach everything in the literary angle too, which is always really interesting. I thought, and that what is he goes on vacation, he's reading like Ulysses. And yes, yeah, yeah. He's just like. Sitting there casually flipping through the book and just like, you're a douche. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see Patrick Stewart play like a fucking, like, like redneck? Oh, closest like, thing to that? Uh, there's this movie called Green Room. He plays the head of this neo-Nazi organization in the Pacific oh, Northwest. Yeah. Oh. Um, this movie is amazing, by the way. You need to look oh. this up. It's about this punk band that witnesses a murder at this neo-Nazi club and they get stuck in this green room and they have to find a way out, Come and these neo-Nazis are trying to murder them, and Patrick Stewart is the head of it. Have he plays, like, the, no, legitimate, this is awesome. the legitimate face of this organization. Wow. Yeah. Is it old? And he's fucking creepy. 2015. No, it just came out. Oh! I just watched it. It's on Amazon like Prime right now. Awesome! It's good. It's Sweet. really good. Wow. Good people okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, and it. also has Anton, uh, the, uh, oh, the guy, yeah. the guy Check that off. just died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, the guy that got hit by his yeah. own car? Yeah. Fuck! Which I found out he's an amazing photographer, too. Well, was. But he just had an exhibition. Or, uh, yeah, an exhibition. Oh, and he was in Star Trek. Like a gallery yeah. exhibit. Yeah. He was. He played Chekhov in, uh, oh, man. in the new ones. Uh, what kind of like like fine art photography? Um, Weird street photography, I cool. think. Film. In particular, that story is because that t- totally could fucking bum me out, man. So, oh, yeah, that guy was a good actor. He yeah. was a really solid. What else? He was in something. He was in the oh. Fright Night remake, which was watchable as well. <laughs> nice, there it is. That you know what though? That is mostly what I'm like. If I if I'm not watching something intentionally, I actually am not looking for something that's rad or like gonna like change my mind on something or like challenge me. I'm looking for something that's watchable, mm-hmm. meaning that, like, at no point am I like, uh, like every Judd Apatow comedy, two-thirds of the way through, I'm like, uh, I don't care if you guys become friends again. You gotta do a tight 90, man. Can you keep doing jokes? <laughs> Hour yeah. and a half is where it's at, <laughs> which tight, is why Voyage Home is a amazing. A tight, watchable 90 is actually really... Yeah. Crucial. It's, it should. We should be going back to that. I'm tired of the two and a half hour movies. They're all it's so bullshit. long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and save uh, movie studios lots of money or like movie theaters because oh, you can just keep showing the shit over and over again. Have you guys seen the Sherlock on PBS? Oh, fuck yeah. The new one with Benedict with, Cumberbatch. Uh, you mean Khan? Khan. With Khan. Yeah. yeah Con. Oh, because he's in Star Trek. Oh, he's man. the new Khan. Uh, stop it. <laughs> so many references. It's awesome. Uh, the other amazing piece of technological advancing that Star Trek used is. Uh, Tablets and uh, touch, touch screens, screens is like really important, and also the communicator and essentially what became Siri, mm-hmm. like talking to a computer and literally right. using like they never, I don't know why they actually touch anything. I don't know why they just say they could just always say computer, I know. and and but but the uh, on the on the deck obviously they're actually that. I think I think it makes sense because like they they like you see him he's like transporting somebody and he's like. 
and he probably like it probably would have taken him like a minute to say all the information totally. that he's due. He pudding. uses his hand to like slide it up too to like actually make the matter like formulate right. or something. Yeah, right. you can see him do it, and I was just like, yeah, that's kind of a cool little touch. Totally, because it's so off the screen there, you just kind of see it off in the corner. Yeah, he's like slide his hand up, so it looks like he's like turning faders up or something. Yeah, because the only other the only technology in normal sci-fi, specifically Star Wars, is like the lightsaber, mm-hmm. which technically isn't technology for them. It's a you know it's right. like old. It's it's old yeah. and just used and now and like light speed travel, but uh, also weaponry in uh, uh, Star Trek is really important. There's like seven different types of weapons on the ship that are used. Yeah, so, which aren't they like all like used like so you don't have to kill someone? You can. That's yeah. the plan. Oh man, what a fucking crazy idea! Set up the stun. I was yeah. gonna say like yeah. the correlation the between that. Is so important. Set up yeah. the stun is so yeah. important. That's like yeah. and non-lethal weaponry. Well, why don't we oh. Why isn't that? Why oh. don't we use that as the phrase so against like, a, like whenever police I see, brutality? That's what I want to start Set using it, it as. <laughs> oh my god! I dare the next time you see a cop downtown like arresting a drunk dude outside the bodega, just be like, "Hey man, set it to stun." Does that mean he just starts hitting him in the head? <laughs> set it to oh. stun, right, bro? Oh, that's right. so great! The new hashtag, yeah. set it to stun. Half the half of the United States doesn't. Even and it's get topical it. commentary in the in the great tradition of Star Trek. Uh, uh, yes, great. is that the purpose of Star Trek though? To place it in the future where you can do all these storylines of commentary nowadays and. Make Make it be inoffensive so that people are getting their vegetables yet being entertained by the that's colors. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. The I mean, original that's the Star- whole point of it. The original I Star Trek so. had the first interracial yep. kiss. Yeah. That was a big deal. I mean, I know that's like a big thing and that was always emphasized, but was it like the paramount reason for Star Trek or was it? Is uh, that Gene Roddenberry's deal? Have you seen that documentary uh, about him that kind of makes him look like a douche, but also explains why, why, why he wanted to do all of this? Uh, it's really good. I forget what it's called. I don't think I've seen it. Shit. Oh. Yeah, no. Well, we're going to watch it right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pressing play. What? Are you just going to have Roddenberry just <laughs> oh. <laughs> murmuring in the background? setting us up for this? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's great because it explains the whole uh, the whole arc of him being involved in the series. Because he's only involved up to a point. Uh, like, it just becomes, he becomes the creator. Mm-hmm. And never, and past that, he's never a writer. I think anything. he tried to have, like, right. executive orders... Uh, executive powers, I should say, on uh, Next Generation. Uh-huh. But they just kind of like overruled him a bunch. Yeah. Just like, fuck off, old man. And then he died. He, he, he could have been L. Ron Hubbard. No, he's like a, yeah, no, he's the problem. Just a placeholder. Uh, yeah, I fucking Gene Roddenberry. His idea to begin with is the idea that it's uh, like everything's peaceful, uh, there's no conflict, and the only conflict is, is people trying to take over something. It's always Klingons or uh, uh, Romulans. Romulans trying to take over parts of the universe or a galaxy are those the only two bad guys oh there's the cyborg there's the borgs uh who else um cardassians i think in the later half of next generation but it's pretty known frangie were supposed to be me yeah a bad pretty much a bad guy means you have some sort of weird facial makeup some sort of intense facial makeup. Oh. Also, are vaguely racist in many ways. <laughs> of, course. of course. Yeah. That was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, all the Klingons mm-hmm. have goatees. Mm. Evil. <laughs> Evil. The original Klingons, I was really interested because they don't have that, that, that weird, like, Snickers head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just look like. Uh, <laughs> That's totally what it's a brilliant description. Oh, oh amazing. Um, Holy well, they look like. Uh, like awful racist versions of like 
Asian people, but also with like deviations and like other kind of like ethnic groups. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think of. They make them kung fu villains in the original series. Is kind yeah, of what they are. That's exactly there. Yeah. It's like that kind of. Yeah. It's it's more sad. It's more sad, although a, yeah. a, a product of its time. I was gonna say it's easier to explain. Yeah, because that shit was. They were raised that way. They were raised to think that villains are a kung fu kind of dark, <laughs> slanty. It's, it's I, really stupid. Yeah, the people in Star Trek are raised to think that. No, in the sixties, no, like, like, oh, watching Star like, Trek. The, your general idea of someone who's nefarious or something is an Asian. The person. other, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The, oh, the mystical other. Amazing. Um, which is ironic because the show also had, like you said, the first like biracial kiss and like all that other like yeah. the first African American. Of woman. course, she was green, right? No, no, oh, no. Uh, was it? No, it was Uhura. Uhura. Oh, it is yeah, Uhura. Sorry, and she. I mean, just... also had the first multi-species. Oh, I was gonna say the first biracial kiss is between an alien and a yeah. person. I'm gonna fucking call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the it first intergalactic kiss ever. Uh, also, Star Trek used a lot of bottleneck episodes, which was like an older idea at the time. So, like one set, the bridge, they'll have a whole episode that's based just on the bridge. Yeah, and those are those are really interesting because those were made to save money. Yeah, I was gonna say, but they're also that's that takes actual writing. Yeah, to get you right. like a, we're never gonna leave this room and we're gonna have a whole episode. But that does remind me that like I, a while ago I read that like they had it was an absolute shoestring budget oh of course yeah when it started i don't know if it gained after the first season or something yeah it was because it, it got canceled i believe the original yeah. series because it was only yeah. what three three seasons yeah yeah i wonder it why... looks cheap as shit i mean totally oh it's so bad in a good way it's it's like two two or three sets for the ship and then some outdoor sets that are just like from other sci-fi yeah, movies painted like, rocks and refrigerator yeah. boxes <laughs> it and... is it's all it's all styrofoam all right so i'm gonna go home and watch uh, a series and a movie today. Not Wrath of Khan because I've already seen it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's seen that one. Uh, That's the go-to. What am I watching Next Generation and... Voyage Home. That's what I like. Whales. I don't know about the whales. <laughs> Ooh, I don't so know, bad. man. Don't watch Voyage Home. Save it. But no, no, it's... You, Oh. <laughs> that's like Wrath of Khan on the level of like ubiquity though like it's like the casual viewers version of what Star Trek is right right mm-hmm. also the movies have an arc because the movies drift oh, yeah. into each other the first three yeah or no, no. well no and two even three and four because Voyage Home Spock's memory is still gone mm-hmm. uh, from Search for Spock and then Kirk's son dies and he's dealing with that in the next movie yes yeah so it goes on Search uh, Voyage Home also starts with uh, Kirk climbing El Capitan in Yosemite. He directed that, by the way. Oh, did William he? Shatner. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Because huh. then Spock, or uh, sorry, Leonard Nimoy directed later Sp- stuff, right? No, he directed uh, three and four. Or wrote, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's in house, hmm. but I think that's still just money, right? But it's also like the weird passion project thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you think any yeah. other director would put William Shatner on the side of El Capitan, especially at that age and with his paunch? <laughs> He's not fucking doing that. No, he never is in shape past the original series. I I was reading about it, and the whole reason he did that uh, was because he wanted to make a movie where he got to run and jump and do all this active shit. Because he's like an active dude, and he's always been. I don't know about now, he's 85, but he totally made that movie so that he could make it into a little action movie for him Uh, and his crew. Really? Yeah. That's the life. Um, (laughs) I feel like exercising on my next movie. Or climbing El Capitan. Uh, for the series, you should watch. You could pick. You could start anywhere on Next Generation. Yeah, I think. Yeah, generally. Because there's no. 
I don't know what's better. I don't know when it's. I don't know when it falters. Well, or, I, don't I will know say the well worst enough. is the first season. So if you want to watch some bad TV as well as some like really racially problematic t- television, the first season <laughs> okay. is like where it's at. <laughs> Oh, if that sweet. floats your boat, if that, <laughs> please if that flies your ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please uh, t- live tweet watching the original the first series. Uh, the third yeah. season on is yeah. where it's like really solid. Uh, how many seasons? Seven? Seven. I think so, yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, which movie has Tom Hardy in it? Oh. Uh, oh, it's a shitty movie. Final Frontier. Uh, Insurrection. No. Oh, yeah. See, oh, that's yeah. so bad. That's, those are bad. The Next Generation flicks... I can't Not handle them. They. You remember Generations? Yes, I don't yeah. like any of that. Really? I don't Do you, like have that you seen shit. that one? I've I've seen the Tom Hardy one. Okay, Generations was the They're first next generation same. movie. Is that the one where they become cyborgs? No, no, no. This is the one where Captain Kirk and Picard meet oh. and join forces. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I've not seen it's that. It's so bad. It's bad. Yeah. Because that's bad. the bridge. They're they're making the bridge. <laughs> Captain Power. <laughs> yeah. They're just that's the first of the next generation movies. Mm-hmm. So they had mm-hmm. to do something. Segway. <laughs> they had to put that in there. Yeah, uh, first contacts okay. I, I don't like the new ones because I don't like the way they look. They didn't. They like it's like an expensive TV show. Their spectacle. Um, there's there's a scene in the brand new one, Star Trek Beyond, I believe, where they do Beastie Boys sabotage for an actual plot point. Right. And uh, my butthole clenched so hard in the theater seat in embarrassment. Wait, I couldn't fucking handle it. Are you sabotage came on and it was like a part of a the part plot. of the fucking plot. It wasn't part of the soundtrack. It was a part of the plot. It was part of the plot. It was an oldie they used, an oldie that they used to like fuck up or malfunction their communication systems for the bad guys. Or oh, something. it's because it's sabotage. Yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm trying to tell that you. Sucks. Well, so in, 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 no, in the Star Wars, sucks. to make it like more Star Trekky, you would use like um, classical music, you know, right? Yeah, like a Valkyrie song, you know, from Apocalypse Now, like that, for instance. Dun, 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 dun. Something like that would be really fucking on the nose and like stupid, but still like in line of. Star well, Trek. I th- I would argue that like you would use that if you were like the next generation, like sophisticated, like Picard thing. But Kirk was kind of like this brutish kind, He's kind of, of a dumb... bore, boorish dude. Yeah. I mean, so I don't. I think he like his real in that liquor. sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Instead of that, I think simple. it was. I don't know. I, I think it, I think like it kind of made sense. Sadly enough, do you guys think Captain for, Kirk would have voted for Trump? Whoa! It went silent. Uh, no. I oh. think I'm watching a lot of post-apocalyptic movies instead of Star Trek right now because of the election. Yeah. I watched Defcon Four last night. Awesome. Um, <laughs> That's revisiting the Mad Max movies. Oh. Yes. It's just like. That just automatically happened. I didn't even think of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably because I'm fucking bummed after this, and we're going to be seeing that probably because because yeah. we're now we're four years we're we've been delayed four years towards our future the future federation that would be or eight more if, ideal. If, if if any I know if people I are still stupid don't uh, this could be a real unifying if if you guys say Captain Kirk would vote for Trump I think that could be kind of a beautiful thing for America. I, I think he's like a libertarian yeah Something yeah, tells yeah. me that Kirk would would swing that way because I don't know he bugs me <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any libertarians no well and also <laughs> kind of bug me <laughs> it's just written he's supposed to be a dude he's supposed to be yeah. the yeah. 60s man America. man's man yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's always being corrected by his crew about being so insensitive. It's true, actually. So I kind of like that. But he's yeah. also, but he has this weird other side where he's like, 
the show makes him still smart though. Like he's still like machismo to the nth degree, but then he's, he's like also he smart and he like makes the right decisions when yeah. he needs to. So he wrote in McCain for the seventh year, seventh election in a row. <laughs> yes. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that's amazing. McCain the fifth. <laughs> They're still having like elections. In. <laughs> so what was, what was Picard's deal? Like, I'd say he's as liberal as you could get in a military position. Well, he's a French Englishman yeah. whose dad owns a vineyard. <laughs> well, he doesn't, he doesn't own the vineyard. Yeah, well, well, he somebody could. else owns the vineyard. Yeah. He will someday. You should move back home and yeah. you know run the business with him. In that episode I watched, which was really good. Wait, in Star Trek, is Earth like viable still? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's like a utopia there. Oh, they didn't escape Earth. Because no. it's fucked. No, they're exploring space because why not? Yeah, it's total yeah. utopia. It's like the, the they don't the reason why there's no money, there's no food it's just needs because there's an unlimited amount of energy that can be created. So they they don't need they don't want for anything to survive anymore. That's the whole good. premise. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> Which is interesting because that seems to be really specific to Earth. It's just like everything's perfect on Earth, so we have that basis there. Right. But when they go to like other planets. You never see like the huge groups of different cultures and interactions between all these people like Earth has now. You just see the Cardassians and their problems. And right. if it's just a money issue or what, I would have liked to have seen like if they go visit a planet, how like globalized problems yeah. are happening on those planets. Well, and that's yeah. interesting because yeah, it's it's very stratified that way, where it's mm-hmm. like a one race per planet kind of thing. Yeah, but at the same time, travel is so easy. So there's some weird thing about like the rel- like being on a different planet is maybe relative to us being in like a different neighborhood. That's true. It's kind of weird. Well, in Star Wars, that's too. true, right? In Star Wars, like, because it seems like Star Trek in Star Wars, that's the case. Like, yeah. you just go to a different planet, and it's like being on in East Missoula. Right. All yeah, same. but it's like a lot more diverse. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's more diverse. You go to the cantina in the original Star Wars, even, and there's like all these yeah. different like, totally. species. Totally. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like it seems like intergalactic travel uh, has been made cheaper in the Star Wars universe. There's like still an economy, ha- money system. Yeah, like you can have a yeah. and you can have like a junker ride that like was a hand me down and still get go to light speed and get to a different planet. Yeah. It is in hmm. Star Trek. It seems like regular people. Like this is a military grade thing traveling through space, right? It's not like I don't know. No. Are there like pirates I think, and like I think the Federation helps people colonize, so I think it is yeah. like a huge effort. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, Voyager. The whole premise of that is that uh, they go way beyond the boundaries of where they know where space is, and their whole thing is trying to get home. Right. And they're like, I think it's like a hundred years away from like the nearest space station. So they're like trying to find a way to like maximize their warp and like you know. You gotta find a wormhole. Right, and that find a wormhole, and that goes yeah. back to one of the differences between Star Wars and Star Trek. That like in theory in Star Wars, like that's why it's easier to get to a planet because they can almost infinitely travel to another planet and it doesn't take them that long. <laughs> Whereas in Star Trek, time is still ma- time still matters. Like oh. they can travel really fast, but it's still like okay, it's gonna be five weeks to get to that planet. So and then, for instance, with Voyager, like it's, they got they somehow got so far away. It was gonna, I think it's like eighty years for yeah, them to get back like home or something. Oh, that's interesting. So that it's yeah, like makes that's it kind more of a big deal. Which is another thing that ties Star Trek more to like to science than other things that I kind of like. About like it. there are consequences. To yeah, this there's shit. consequences. Yeah. Well, that's also the TV show part. Like, there's no if there was a Star Wars TV show, they'd have to dive into time. 
probably. Mm. But they're maximizing on two hours. Yeah. Minutes, two hours. So Star Trek, they can get into that. They can get into the idea that, uh, yes, that it takes time to get somewhere. That it takes, like, uh, they're always worried about uh, energy, too. they got to find, uh, there's a, what, yeah. what's the episode where they got to find the green crystals that power lithium crystals they're yeah, lithium, the dilithium crystals. Sorry. lithium batteries that's why you guys are here dilithium so oh. it's times 10 <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same deal though it's still just a rock which is interesting because they have to get that rock from somewhere are they getting it from right. earth or are they getting it from somewhere else are they getting it from this horrible planet that they oh that have they terraformed screwing <laughs> they're still um right there's still like economic standards though they, they, they go into like trading with the kind of like unsavory type of people who have like things that they need i kind of noticed that and it's like how do they pay for that is it all favors is it like right they have something well and that Earth just makes me something. that reminds me because in um in uh, deep space nine you know we're still in the same world it's basically right after the next generation and then all of a sudden we have the promenade quark and he's like running his bar and like he's like one of the main characters and the ferengi th- shtick is that they just want to gather wealth like that's their whole race's like right thing and so it's like okay that we have we're post money everywhere else but they're still like that like what's the yeah there's a weird like earth is america and the other planets are the rest of the world type of thing and money doesn't matter to americans but they're still maybe other or the or the federation the united federation of planets like maybe within that it's it's, i think the Fringe were supposed to represent like 20th century capitalist values yeah. and kind of show in a distasteful light, which I'm all about. Totally. Yeah. Because, you know. They just didn't have to make it another race. Yeah. MAGA. Yeah. <laughs> you could see a single tear coming out of my eye right now. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, we're, uh, we're well over our allotted time. Oh, man. I could talk about this. I don't know what you guys are fucking talking about. Why should I watch it? No, no, a uh, movie in a series. Oh, oh yeah. Season three. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, so I'm going to start. Well, I've got, I kind of like some uh, culturally insensitive stuff also. Just okay. Season one. Season one. Start from the beginning. Season one. And if you like it, just keep going because it gets better. Well, that's the best, too. I don't want to yeah. start. It, it does really get better the longer, the later it goes. Yeah, okay. really they, they, writing only improves. What it. movie am I watching? Uh, I like The Undiscovered Country. Yeah, it's undiscovered country. Yeah, it's it's the original one. it's the original um, crew from the original series. It's part six in the movie series, and it's um, it's kind of like their version of like the intrigue kind of like spy espionage type. Of, no, well, I wouldn't say that. There's like some kind of like shady shit going on, and they have to figure it out. Yeah. So maybe maybe you should at least watch one original series uh, like episode before watching the movie, like the one from the sixties. Yeah. So I have give you a context. It's like a primer. I'll be honest. I have tried to watch the first one ever, movie uh, or the series the, of the, the episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember it. Uh, I remember it. First of all, isn't it supposed to take place in 1997, or is that a different show? I went through a kick of watching old sci-fi stuff. I don't remember. No, it, it was always supposed to be like way in the, the future. future. Yeah. Um, okay. Whatever. Uh, I remember it being pretty kind of like what you said. It was like really long, and then I was like, "What the fuck? And Where are boring. they?" Yeah, and the very first episode, which isn't even—it's the pilot episode—didn't even have William Shatner as Captain Kirk. No, it's a fantastic Harry episode. Mudd. Yeah, I don't know if that's the name of it, but oh. he's like the guy oh. that they know, and he is like this skeezy guy, and there's all, right. all these like 
and the, the way they get themselves out of that one like that's an episode that like resolved itself at the end really and then on the ridiculous angle the trouble with tribbles which is oh, like a famous episode so with the fucking stupid oh, yeah. furry little balls that are like uh, procreating at an exponential rate on the <laughs> ship Yes. And they don't know what to do about it. Yes. So it's really great. Yeah. So that's like your version of like Voyage Home, just for like stupidity. There was always that nice balance between like hard science and then like stupid shit. Well, and I like yeah. that stuff. I like the yeah. stupid shit stuff. Yeah, I do too. That's why uh, I watch Star Trek. The Undiscovered yeah. Country does have Christopher Plummer in it, and it's uh, kind of amazing. Um, that. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a he's bald really Klingon yeah. with a uh, bolted-on eye patch. Yeah. Oh. Now we're talking. Ouch. And, uh, no, they spell <laughs> um, Shakespeare at each other too. Which the title is a fucking they, Shakespeare wait, what reference. Did they, do? They, they spelled Shakespeare quotes at each other. <laughs> so great! And they, they, they get into an argument about how <laughs> William Shakespeare would have been like an amazingly good Klingon. Oh, because of like his culture and value system, and it is. I and yeah. I don't mean this. So it's like, lofty. This is gonna sound so basic, <laughs> so basic and stupid. But hear you guys talk about it. Like, I get why this is the ultimate. This is like a real nerds nerd nerd show. Like, there's so many levels. Like, even that. They're spouting... Are you fucking kidding me? They're spouting Shakespeare quotes at each other? Yes, they are. Like, it is fucking drama club, kids. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Something for it. everyone. Yeah. All right. I think you guys you yeah. guys uh, accomplished the task that I know you didn't want <laughs> to have. <laughs> that was all this was. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Good. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, the movie is streaming on one of the streaming sites. Is it? Yeah. I hate how dependent I am on that now. That's another thing. I only watch fucking movies now that are on Netflix or Hulu. So did, How so stupid did is that? That's the way Patrick Stewart watches his movies in Star Trek. On uh, Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix was first. No. Netflix and Is Show that Man. more technology? <laughs> no, literally, Netflix was on Star Trek. He listens to uh, audiobooks of Ulysses and <laughs> watches Netflix. Oh, that's audible.com. That's the piece of technology that hasn't shown up is the uh, how they get their food. Uh, like through oh, the, they put oh, like a uh, replicator, the replicator, replicator. Yeah. because and that's discussed with the no money thing is that there's this unlimited power that can just create this thing. Well, that's so, happening. They're making yeah. they're making hamburgers out of yeah stem cells. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Well, apparently, they, apparently, they taste really bad. Well, I mean, but they but like <laughs> the, the concept of like <laughs> taking a green? protein. What's that? That's amazing. And like, Sorry, like 3D printing protein. That doesn't seem that weird. No, obviously. it doesn't seem that. I mean, weird. it's not going to be a hamburger, but it's just going to be something that has calories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't it's wait to point. Oh, I can't wait to 3D print some pie hole. Oh, oh 3D print right all now. of China buffet in here. Oh, China Buffet not, is not just the, the food, but the entire the inside of the restaurant. Wait a second. China Buffet is the closest thing we have to a replicator uh, right now. You mean it's perfect every time? It's perfect every time. Uh, a computer, print me out some orange chicken. Thank you. Trouble. That is trouble. A uh, computer, print me out 27 egg rolls. Uh, fuck. Hey, Timmy Arrowtop, Ryan Bunny, thank you so much for coming. And chatting with us, uh, I, I want to like. I just could do this all day. I could do this this is great. the only thing to do when it's negative twelve degrees so outside. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's cold out. Uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, do you guys know you, how cold it is? <laughs> you can get a hold of us at Jamie and Travis present at gmail.com if you have anything to talk about Star Trek related. Go ahead. Uh, you can tweet us at Jamie Travis Pod. Friend us on Facebook or uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, that's it that's it I hope you enjoyed this because we're going to probably do part eight part uh, two through eight yeah we're going to keep recording all day um what are we we're Jamie and Travis present. present thanks